Thank you, Matt. That's all right. Give you a book back. Thank you. Good morning, church. Good morning. Um, by by God's grace, I'm I'm pleased to to be here. Uh, on Monday, we came back from the festival. It was uh, we were really tired, and then I went to work feeling really tired. And then on Tuesday, my wife Emma, who's not here this morning, she she tested positive for COVID, and um, and I was fortunately negative, the one time when you're kind of feeling quite positive about being negative. Um, and, you know, done a few tests across the course of the week. So I kind of ended my weekend uh, thinking, coming back home, being like, oh, a nice, a nice bed. And then the day after, I was like straight back on the blow up for the rest of the rest of the week in the living room. But it's a, I, you know, I kind of uh, exaggerate. It's a nice blow up. It's one of those like nice deep ones. It's quite big. It's like a king size all to myself in the living room. So... Some might say I haven't really been missing out on, uh, you know, but I'm I'm pleased to be here, pleased to be tired but but healthy. And my wife is on the mend, on the she's on the upward trajectory out of feeling rough of what COVID brings. And I just want to share a few things before I get into the the, the message this morning. So, firstly, um, we we met as a church and we did a church family lunch in. July, the middle of July, and I just want to apologize really that we haven't been able to progress some of the areas that we'd have hoped to um, across the course of the summer. It's been quite quite a busy summer, not quite necessarily the time to for us as a leadership team to be able to relax, but there's just two things that we sort of shared that um, one really big one that we haven't been able to progress and, and one that's we can kind of work through. But the first one is to the parents of youth, I just want to apologize that we haven't really been able to get in touch with you and just sort of talk about what might happen across our autumn term. I'm 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 sorry about that. We've um I tend to to message out this week and discuss what, what we can do around that because obviously youth is important but this is a separation between what we do on a Sunday morning and how we cover our Thursday nights or if we have to think about doing something different. So I just want to say I'm sorry to you. Secondly we did have an aspiration to try and get some rotors in place to help with different teams on the Sunday morning so it doesn't feel like such a burden for for a few people and at the back of the hall um, why don't we all just do a little head tilt to the back of the hall there's a green table by the pillar now on there are two sign-up sheets and and there's particularly for teams of the of our welcome team which is so important we first come through the doors I was chatting to someone in the week who who doesn't go to this church anymore but and they were just sharing about how the the warm welcome they got when they first arrived here. And it's so important. And we also have our f- a f- one for furniture. Mike does a fantastic job most weeks putting out the chairs. And I'd love just to encourage us, before you leave today, can you think, can I sign up to be on one of these teams? Um, even if you're helping on the teams already, please put your name down as well. We've got a name. And then maybe what week you can serve in the course of the month. Week one, week two, week three, week four. Sometimes there's there's five Sundays in a month. But I would just love to encourage you, before you go, to think, can I help? Can I help uh, and ease the burden on, on a few people? So that's uh, just those two. Um, and then uh, I kind of, as a preacher, you kind of see this tension where you sometimes in worship, you start clock-watching, thinking, I, I'm just eating into some time that I've got to bring. But... I really love that ending to our worship where in some ways it speaks directly into this message of what we're going to bring. And God does that where he's just working in our hearts before um, anyone starts to speak from the Bible or bring a word of encouragement. So thank you, Carnage, you just led us in that time uh, as we just responded there with different songs at the end that weren't necessarily planned but just spoke of the heart of God for us. My intention this morning is to, to briefly to bring a message that's hopefully a bit shorter because we want to just open up some space for ministry about what God's put on my heart for us as a church. As Matt said, as we kind of feel about wanting to be missional, wanting to be taking what we hold true to ourselves as we go out into our communities, as we be the the be missional where we are. And the weekend was really good at just stirring in me this sense of 
in a sense, the importance of the gospel. And just a self-reflection, just being honest with you, church, for myself, be like, Tim, how are you taking this, this, this the, in a sense, the seriousness, the weight of the gospel? And I'm hopefully, I'm sure they will be, when these messages are made available, we want to just be able to share them amongst us because they were just so encouraging, so inspiring um, of, of what God's love is for us as a church, for his love for us as a people. And as I kind of um, came back from the festival and was uh, walking on Tuesday on lunchtime, I was just praying. I was like, Lord, what? I've got nothing to bring on Sunday. What, Lord, what do you want us to talk about? What do you want on our heart for us as a church? And I was re- felt God really speak to me about Paul's second letter to Timothy and a couple of verses in there. And as we... Um, as Carney shared, you know, the schools, I did have a look at the list, doesn't look like, so I couldn't see any schools in Surrey that seem to be impacted by what's going on. And I just want to actually pray for that just before we go, because there'll be many kids all over the country that are just thrown into uncertainty about this. So let's just, yeah, Lord, we just pray for this whole concrete issue um, of what's going on. Lord, we Lord, we just pray for the education of children that are going to be impacted by this. Lord, we just pray that you would provide answers, provide a way, Lord, just, Lord, do what you do, which you just open up doors, gateways, roads that were never seen before, Lord, we just pray for the provision so that kids all over the country can continue to get an education at this time, Lord, we pray for the teachers, um, the leaders in government, uh, locally, Lord, we, we pray that you would just give them wisdom as to how to move this forward so that children's education can continue and not be disrupted or impacted. Amen. But the church calendar usually follows quite similar to the to a school one. Like almost this sense of September feels like uh, as people come back possibly from their holidays and in a sense we gather together on mass again. And we kind of feel this sense of September marks a sort of a time when we go forward together on a yearly basis. And I kind of felt that as I was reading this passage and just what God laid on my heart, that there's a time of just recommissioning amongst us, amongst us as a people, that he wants to uh, recommission us in our calling for mission, in our calling to for the gospel, in our calling to partner with him as he puts this in our lives, and for us to be filled with courage. Courage. So we're going to have a shorter service, sermon rather. So I might rattle through some bits based on where we are because we want to just open up some space for ministry. Okay, and we've got some helpers who are going to help us at the end with this. And I just want to pray before we just open up this text. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that it's true, that it's alive, that is is an ever-present help for us. Lord, we just pray that you would just be stirring up our hearts as we look at your word as we've been spending time in worship lord would you stir us up for what your plans are your callings are your heart is for each of us amen if you have your bibles with you or your bible app why don't you turn with me to 2 timothy we're going to look at chapter 1 1 through to 14 we're going to read Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. 
So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. And this is why I'm suffering as I am, yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. It's a lovely passage. I wonder if for us, like we could feel that that's a that's a letter of encouragement to us individually. You know, Paul is writing to Timothy, his his young mentee, someone who he's discipled, someone who he's taken on mission with him, who's his protege, who he's left uh, in charge and responsibility in Ephesus. And there's a there's a, a distance between them because Paul currently is is found himself in Rome, and this is the last letter that Paul writes whilst he is in a dungeon in Rome. And he's, he's on trial right now, Paul, and his court case isn't going very well. And you can see this sort of, this, this affection coming through, this, this sort of almost that last charge, that last encouragement to Timothy to keep going, to keep going. I just want to consider two things this morning. One is that um, a flaming gift brings unshakable courage. And secondly, unshakable courage conquers shame. So in, in verses, um, and yeah, you're allowed to say yes, or you're allowed to say amen, or you're, I mean, mostly don't really see no's, I suppose, in, in church, but you're, you're, you're allowed to engage. And there's some bit later on that I just want us to, to be quite active in in our turn, in our run up to to the ministry time, so get ready for that. Um, but I just want to reread verses six and seven. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. In our August series, we, one of the talks I looked at was recognizing that the Spirit dwells in us, that the Spirit of, of power is in each of us, and the Spirit hasn't diminished over time. The impact of the Holy Spirit hasn't diminished since the outpouring of it at the first point in, at Pentecost to now. And we know of this Spirit that alongside that, it also brings us gifts, that, that God gives us gifts to use have been entrusted to us for his purposes, for his callings in our lives. And Paul uses this imagery of fanning into flame those gifts. Other translations say to kindle, you know, to, to stoke. And when you have a fire pit and the fire slowly recedes, you quite often might see, you know, people fanning. Or, or blowing over it, or I think it's called a bellows, was like for a little fire place when, um, you know, a big, whew, seen those things, yes. And, and it would send oxygen, you know, fuel over the embers, and it would spark it back into life, back into flame. And these embers rise, they turn into flames, and they turn into a roaring fire, which requires more fuel, more heat, more logs, and firstly, I was just wondering how we were feeling this morning. You know, if we think about our own lives, our connection to God, are we feeling like, hey, we're on fire? Or we're uh, an embering? Or maybe we're just smoldering or simmering? How are you doing this morning? Because the first one that we're going to do is at the end, we're going to pray for people who feel like they're embering, that they could do with a fresh 
outpouring of the Spirit, we're going to pray. That's okay. <laughs> we're going to pray. We're going to pray for you. A little another reminder from this is that this word fan that's used here, this is not a one-off experience. This is an ongoing thing. This is a, a call to keep going, keep fanning. It's not a, well, I was fanned once in 1901, and I've never been fanned before. This is a, a call to keep going, to keep tucking into God, that we would fan the, the gifts within us on an ongoing basis, that in a sense there's this, this imagery I kind of see of like a, an ever-growing heat that comes from us as believers for his calling. Not just necessarily about well when we're embering. It's about an ever-growing presence. And Paul's reminder here to Timothy is, hey, Timothy, my son, hear this. The spirit God gave us does not make us timid. It doesn't make us fearful. It doesn't make us weak. But what it does is it gives us power. It gives us love. And it gives us self-control. And so when you find yourself feeling fearful, afraid, weak, you need to know that's not the spirit of God. That is not the spirit of God. The spirit that lives inside of you and me, this is the spirit that hovered, hovered over the waters at the very inception of this world. This is a spirit that came upon men and women throughout the history of the Bible and saw them do miraculous wonders that brought about uh, release of oppression to the people of God throughout the history of the, the Bible all the way to today. The same spirit that lives right now is bringing healing, it brings prophecies, it inspires the teaching of this word. And this spirit that we receive isn't one of fear or timidity. The spirit brings us power. This miraculous power, this lives in us. It lives in us. Where we can see in our lives the exercising of these, these giftings. And we can see God move in situations where we partner with him. Where we can receive wisdom, knowledge, um, where we can pray for the sick in faith and courage and that they will be healed, where we can see the forces of darkness retreated back and the kingdom of light come. It brings about love. We love because he first loved us. Where we respond into situations with love rather than hate, rather than anger maybe, where we can see God at work because we can be moved to compassion and moved to care and move to just a desire for others to know him like we know him. And self-control, this is a, the language of a sound mind is another sort of phrasing of this. But that when we walk in step, we receive the spirit gives us a sound mind where we can say, I can live a life that models the same life that you would have me live that I can model that, that I can be a, an outward witness of, of what you've done in my life. And not because of anything we've done, but because of what God's done in us, what Jesus has done by his grace that has been given to us. So what is courage? Courage is the ability to do something that frightens us. It's not that you're all of a sudden invulnerable uh, or invincible but it's the, the ability for us to conquer our fears, to step above our fears. Fear would have us rooted in the headlights with dwindling fires, but our God's spirit in us would give us the courage to move, the courage to keep going, to push on, to endure. That's what Paul is writing here in a sense. is like he's saying, even though I'm suffering, I know what I believe. I'm enduring. I was looking at the, the, the whole letter, and I think there's like four or five times that Paul says to Timothy, endure, endure for the gospel, endure. And so there's a, there's a mutual activity that's happening here, but we sort of say there's an activity for us where we have a partnering role in terms of fanning our fires, and there's an ability in which um, it's by the power of God that that happens. So as we fan, as we look to exercise, as we look to root ourselves and, and preach to ourselves the goodness and the truths that are in here, that helps fan our fires. And then when we 
exercise our gifts and we see the work of God at it, it's because it's by his power, not our own. And then that fans our gifts. And so there's kind of like this sort of circular thing that's happening that we fan in partnership and God fans in partnership and we fan in partnership and God fans in partnership on a continuous way of how we grow. The Spirit is here to equip us. And so there's a call to be courageous. And then if we if we have unshakable cu- courage, it conquers shame. And so if I just want to reread verses 8 to 14 for us. Eight, so do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. It's worth an amen, isn't it? And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I'm suffering as I am, yet this is no cause for shame. Because I know whom I have believed. And I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you have heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. We don't know what Timothy was experiencing, but I kind of feel quite similar to Timothy. You can imagine this this young guy who's just on what Paul is describing is probably prone to being timid, prone to being low on self-confidence, prone to being a bit fearful. But as a clearly as someone who's got a big heart, got a calling over their lives. And I was just wondering, well, what is shame in this context? And I was just thinking maybe it's just a feeling of guilt or embarrassment at being associated with Jesus. Perhaps that was what Paul's talking about here. Which is why it's so good, Carney, at the end, you and Kat just leading us in that time of worship and and those reminders for us, you know, I'll follow Jesus. You have my life. Most of us will experience that at some point in our lives, this feeling of... Um, what do we stand for, I suppose? What do we stand for? And there's a gospel reminder here of what is written here, that Jesus has conquered death. That's what it says, he has conquered death. And instead of not just conquered, he's destroyed it, and he's brought about immortality and life for us. Do we add anything? Absolutely not. Salvation is Jesus' grace for us, and we just say yes and amen. Repent. I was wondering what may, what might make you tongue-tied in your faith. Emma's always mocking me because I can't stick out my tongue very far. Everyone else does it, and I just just it's embarrassing. Supposedly, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm secure in my my tongue-tiedness. Um, but what might you find yourself tongue-tied in your faith? Maybe it's a feeling of shame or of embarrassment. Maybe it's thinking that if we speak, Jesus won't turn up in that moment. Maybe it's about being fearful or being rejected. Maybe it's being afraid to invite people into our church family community. Have a little look around. I know some of us, myself included, can be a bit weird at times. You know, maybe that's we're a bit fearful. Maybe it's a fear of where culture is right now and how that aligns with where our faith is and what the truths are of what we believe. But I want us just to help just do something very simple, hopefully to help us just to, to work through some of this. So I want us just to be a bit active right now. So this is, um, if you're right-handed, can you just stick your hand up in the air for me? Great. And if you're left-handed, stick your hand up in the air. Any lefties? Yes, come on, Sal, well done. Okay, if you had breakfast this morning, just stick your hand up in the air. Lovely, lovely. We're just getting warmed up, this is all this is. This is all this is. If you drove here this morning, why don't you stick your hand up? Great. Do we feel like we sufficiently know how to lift our hands and not? Perfect. Perfect. 
Now, I want to um, just to speak to a moment to someone who, if you're here in the room, you think, actually, I don't, uh, I'm just exploring. I don't know what I believe about Jesus. I just would love to encourage you just to, to just watch in this. Watching this, have a look around and just think, I'm just going to, at the end of the service, I might go and chat to some people, do you know, about what, what they've done or what they've lifted their hands up and just reflect. That's all I'm going to ask us to do. And for those who are believers in this room, I just want us to, um, I'm just going to pray for us that the Holy Spirit will just recall things to our mind in this moment. Okay, Lord, I just pray for us that in this exercise, Lord, you would just recall things to us, bring things to us, to our hearts, to our minds that we can remember right now, Lord. Amen. Okay, so if you have a notepad with you, or you have your, your phone, you've got a notes app, what I want you to do is the first time that preacher's going to be like, get your phone out right now. Uh, I want you just to get a, um, get a new, um, if you've note page, or on your notes app, get a new um, note page up. And I want you to title it, Unashamed. So I want you to. I have some paper. I don't actually have many pens, but I have some paper. If anyone wanted some, some paper, I've got. Just hey, do you know what you're really good at? Sticking your hands up. So uh, if you want some paper, just uh, give me a little hand wave. Okay. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to just a simple jot down of what's happened in your life. So on you raise your hand if you've seen a change in your life since knowing Jesus. Okay. Why don't you write down that what that change is? Just a simple change. What have you seen? If you've seen a prayer answered at home, why don't you stick your hand up? Yeah? You don't have to have everything just on this, but why don't you just drop what that down is? Emma and I experienced a massive answer to prayer in our home life this year. We're expecting a child. That's a massive one. Yeah, amen. Things that you've been praying for. If you've seen a prayer answered about your work or at work, why don't you stick your hand up in the air? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, I know, it's difficult. But it's good. It's good. Write them down. If you've ever experienced healing for yourself, why don't you stick your hand up in the air? God's healed you. Hey, get them down. Write them down. If you've prayed for someone and they've been healed, why don't you stick your hand up? Great, brilliant. Hey, amazing is that? Write that story down. Or not the whole thing, clearly just a who it was, maybe, but write it down. If you've had a verse come to mind in a moment of need, why don't you just raise a hand? Yeah. You know what it is? a worship song has encouraged you in your faith why don't you raise a hand yeah that's great yeah down <laughs> if you've had a moment of this can only be God why don't you just raise your hand if you've had a moment where you think this is can only be God why don't you raise your hand? Last year when we were, Emma and I were at a different church, on, we were seeing some friends, visiting some friends somewhere else, and they were, were at their church in the morning. I was really seeking God this was last summer. 
and I was just praying about something. I said, oh, Lord, um, you know, that Gideon test, I just want to, to ask you of, Lord, help give me some direction about what's, what's going forward. And I just remember praying before the service to say, Lord, um, uh, Lord, if, if, if someone says, you know, Alton Towers, Lord, I want just to listen in to you. It's a bit weird, it's a bit random, but there's more to it. But um, if someone says, in, like, you know, during the service, something to do with Alton Towers, Lord, I just really want to zoom in on you. And, and, and during the worship time, this lady got up. You know, it's nothing, I didn't tell Emma, just, just a prayer that I told myself, you know, prayed myself. And during the worship time, this lady got up um, and she, like we had with Julie and others who prayed out, she just brought a word that just said, I just feel that there's, um, there's someone who's going to be on a roller coaster journey um, this year ahead, and and um, she was like, it's, it's like a roller coaster, like Nemesis, which you can find at Alton Towers. And I was just like, wow, you know, this is this is it's an only but God thing, you know, in terms of so it's just, yeah, something that I've held on to to be like, actually, well, I've heard God, and then and then she shared a little bit more of or something that I just um, that was really relevant to to myself and for Emma. Um, but there's these moments that we hold on to, okay? I've got I've got two other little ones just to share. Okay, hands up if you still get things wrong. Yeah. And uh, hands up if you're still wrestling with aspects of your faith. Yeah. There were so many hands up throughout all of that, right? And what are these? These are stories of God's faithfulness to you. There are stories of his faithfulness to you, the story of him moving in, in your life. The world would have us in fear, but the spirit God gives us, gives us power, love, self-control. Jesus has conquered death. He's destroyed it. He's given way to life and brought about immortality for us. And however or wherever we find ourselves in terms of the culture of today, these stories that you've written down are stories of your life, about the goodness of a God who's unchanging, everlasting, and who is still alive today at work amongst us. That's why we're titling it Unashamed, okay? Because wherever you happen to find yourself, whether you're at home, whether you're in a workplace, it's why we ask different questions. God is at work wherever you are because you carry the indwelling of him and you're gonna find people in your life that as Paul says you know he was saying I was appointed and of this gospel I was appointed a herald an apostle and a teacher do you know that we've been individually appointed by God's grace to share what's happened in our lives and we don't have to be afraid people might dismiss what we've said but these are the truths these are the experiences that we've held on to so I just want to encourage us that when we go from, from here and you feel like there's a moment maybe in the workplace, maybe at home with a family member, and there's something that kind of comes to mind that they're, exp they're suggesting something or they're struggling with something, do you know you can go to your unashamed page and you can say, hey, there's a, I remember what God did in my life. When you're struggling, do you know what the God I believe in, he helped me by this. Or looking for healing, you're feeling sick. Do you know, my God, I've, I've prayed for someone. I've seen them healed before. I've prayed for, my, for myself and God's healed me. I believe the same. I believe the same for you. And we only need the courage to say, this is what I believe. This is what God's done in my life. There is a commission over each of us to be encouraged to be missional. Missional isn't necessarily about going overseas. Missional is about going across the street going to the neighbours, going to our colleagues around the, you know, virtually or in person. And we trust that God has equipped us and will continue to equip us for the work that he's called us to. Um, Carney, if you and Kat can just get yourselves set up. There's just one more that I just want. As we lead into a time of ministry, um, and if my ministry helper just could come forward and just be available... Um, I've got one more for us. If you believe Jesus died and rose again for you so that your life would be counted, saved as his, 
if you are able, I'd like you just to stand and say, however loudly you like, I believe in Jesus. If that's true of you, why don't you just stand and say, I believe in Jesus. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. It's freeing. It's releasing. These stories, us saying that, it releases us to know that it's true for us. So the worship team are just going to sort of um, just be playing, but I just, um, there's just three areas, actually, that I'd like us just to respond into. Firstly, if you're feeling like this, your fire, this gift has been turned to embers, and you're feeling a bit like you're in need of fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, I just want you to ask, you come forward, get prayer from, from someone of our ministry team. Matt and I are also going to be here praying for people. And, and secondly, if you're feeling that you would love to be freed from a feeling of shame or being tongue-tied around sharing your faith, we'd love to pray for you as well. Just come forward. We'll pray for you. And thirdly, Dave brought a, a, a wonderful prayer during our worship time. And, and, he, and he spoke of uh, people who may be about losing touch with your, the fatherhood, the sense of fatherhood. We'd love to pray for you as well. If that's of you, come forward. We'd love to pray for you as well. I do believe there's a, there's a commissioning that's happening, a special commission that can be happening in this time right now um, where you can be prayed for. You can be prayed for as we, as we go forward into this new term. You can be set apart, that you can be encouraged in your faith, in your walk. So that's what we're going to do. Three of those things. If you feel that you could do a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, if you could feel that you would want to be released from a feeling of being tongue-tied around sharing of your faith, or thirdly, about being, in a sense, reconnected to the Father. We'd love to pray for you. Just come forward, and we'll pray. Be courageous, church.
thank you for, for, for that last worship song. It's important that we hang on to these moments when you feel the Holy Spirit stirring and, you know, I just, you don't just cut the service off and go home and, and have our roast and forget all about it. Just allow the Holy Spirit to continue to minister to you. Just allow the Holy Spirit to keep, so, you know what, this is important. This is God speaking to us and we need to cling on to these things because they are life-changing. They literally change your life. You know, you can come out of a meeting like this and things are never the same again because you've been touched by the Holy Spirit. And I just pray for that right now for each one of us, Lord. I just ask right now, Lord, that you will, you see the hearts and minds of this congregation. You see how they yearn for you. You can see how they stand up and say, I believe in Jesus. Lord, we just ask you that your Holy Spirit will settle on them right now, Father. That they'll be shaken to the core because of your unshakable, your unshakable God. Lord, and we just thank you for that. We just ask that you will just lift our spirits, Lord, and pull us out of whatever it is that's holding us back, Lord. Whatever it is that's stopping us, Lord, you just, just speak to us right now, Lord, and keep speaking to us. Like Tim said, you don't just get one little feeling and then 20 years later you say, well, I don't need that because I had it 20 years ago. We can have it every day. Every single day we can say, Lord, I want more of your Holy Spirit. I want more of your love. I want more of your peace. I want more of your comforts, Lord. And I pray that for each one of us, Lord, that, Father, we can just rest in you knowing that you love us so much and you want more for us not less you don't hold back we want it overflowing shaken up lord we pray for that in jesus name amen amen